0: Fuck you, and the horse you rode in on. Everyone is gay. Welcome to Oops! I Talk Politics, a like political podcast where we analyze pop culture and the obnoxious political away. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. So uh just so you guys know we're we're recording this on uh it's Friday. Friday April 7th at 5 p.m. because uh, just yesterday uh Trump bombed Syria and for the first time. Yeah, for the first by time. The, so <laughs> by the
1: time you guys are listening to this could be, it could be more. Yeah,
0: so the, the you know, we don't know about the smaller crater that is modern day Syria yet <laughs> or modern day US or modern day Russia. <laughs> Yeah, So and like and like, we had this episode planned out ahead of time, uh, and we were talking about, oh, should we talk about Syria? But uh, since we don't really know what's going to happen, and you don't want to hear – and I probably only hear an episode about four guys who probably don't know much about, enough about foreign policy to comment on it, being like, oh, no, maybe this leads to more war. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let's, since we figure you don't want to listen to that, we're going to do another topic, if that's okay with you guys. Something
1: something we are uh, more, you know, yeah. uh, experts yeah. on.
2: We don't want you guys to think that we don't think it's important – but, like, we're just. I don't think any of us are qualified. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's also too soon to speak on it.
0: And yeah. we're, we're going to talk about something we are qualified for. Yeah, as four white guys. Gay Iceman.
2: SJW bullshit. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're, as four writers, we're going to talk about. Minorities in Hollywood, and what is sure they're overrepresented, underrepresented? What, what, what all this bullshit going on right now? The STW, yeah, fucking garbage. Yeah, we're,
3: we definitely think they're overrepresented, right, guys?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I want to specifically thank David for bringing up this topic on the Facebook group, and everybody that joined in to discuss it. It yeah. was a lot of people, and it would like. It was a really awesome discussion between a lot of people, and we had our first person ever rage quit the Facebook group because he thought we were implying white genocide. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But I want to definitely give credit for David for the idea, and I hope he doesn't hate this episode. Uh, to start us off, uh, the reason why I
0: want to stop on top of David's suggestions is that this is something I've always been conflicted with because I'm a nerd. I'm a huge nerd. And, wow. Hey, really? <laughs> wow. <look.
1: laughs>
0: and um, also. Not me. <laughs> I also uh, like I, I like uh, SJW bullshit because uh, I am a SJW bullshit uh, milk toast piece of crap. And um, <laughs> I like how for
1: everyone else is a milk toast piece of shit, but for you, you're just a piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, he tones it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I toned down for myself. You know, you're, you're more favorable to yourself. Um, yeah, I'm just a piece of crap. Yeah. not shit. But um, uh, I'm conflicted because you know you want the, you want more diversity, but you want to have I like having couch loyalty as an as a nerd, and it, it's a tough argument for myself and I, and I want to discuss in the show so yeah. maybe i, I you guys definitely
2: can... uh have the same problems sly has uh, you know impotency and rage <laughs> <But> yeah <laughs> the, the i the thing too is like for as like straight white guys most characters represent us but yep. then like when our favorite characters are the ones that get changed my gut reaction is always like no but but like no but then i think about it i'm like yeah but if somebody doesn't have a character like that like I can go to other places, they can't. So it's a tough struggle. Yeah. yeah. So, so to start us off.
0: Let's go with the argument that David brought up on the on the podcast Facebook group, the Ghost in the Shell movie.
3: Yes. So the Ghost in the Shell movie. I mean, wait. I, what
1: is Ghost in the Shell, Daryl?
3: It is <laughs> a. Uh, I believe it's a manga first.
0: Yeah. It was a manga, then became an anime. Anime is what most people know. Yeah. It's it's
3: basically about this cyborg woman that. It, has to do, like, detective-y kind of stuff. I've, I've seen the movie, I think, twice, and it, but it was, like, a, quite a while ago. I mean, the, the anime movie, not the the most recent one.
0: Yeah, from what I know about it, it's a uh, she was a robot, but she used to be human and she's she's trying to remember human size so like
2: inspector gadget or robocop (laughs) it's a lot more
3: to do with like what it means to be like uh an ai or conscious in a post-human future
2: so like inspector gadget 2 with french stewart yeah i think
0: Ryan's the only one that thinks uh inspector Gadget's the movies me thinks about thinks of inspector gadget
2: no i i just wanted to talk about french stewart but Uh, okay
3: (laughs) some more whitewashing
2: what? <laughs> I don't know. I guess Fred Stewart is even more white than Matthew Pryor. Yeah, that's
3: true. Um, but Ghost in the Shell is... Th- there. There's a whole hubbub surrounding it because of... I don't even know why I'm explaining this. I feel like everyone knows this. That uh, Scarlett yeah. Johansson is playing what was previously a Japanese character, Major Motoko Kusanagi.
0: Yeah, but she's white and uh, she's playing an Asian character. And a lot of Asian actors were pissed off because... Uh, this this happened with the Marvel movies Marvel movies uh, there's a lot of kind of quasi-offensive Asian characters in Marvel that are kind of linked to every character's lore like Iron Man's main nemesis is the Mandarin who is an Asian Fu Manchu stereotype so instead of making him uh, Asian at all now he's a fucking first he was Ben Kingsley then he became uh, Guy Pierce.
3: yeah that was I felt like that was weird when I saw that
0: yeah, and uh, ancient one was an ancient mystic, another Fu Manchu type. She, he, he became Tilda Swinton, I think her yep. name is right. Yeah, but yeah, and, and people got pissed off because like, yeah, these characters are kind. Of, maybe you can argue these characters are offensive, but now uh, you're giving Asian roles to white people. You can it's update
2: like, them to be less offensive without making them less Asian. Yeah.
0: So,
1: is it is it wrong though for them to like? Because I don't think they're saying necessarily that they're like, I want someone white, but they want someone famous who will attract people to the movie. And someone like Scarlett Johansson will attract more people than probably any Asian actress there. Well, this out is there.
2: why the topic keeps coming up, because it's a vicious cycle that they say like, oh, we just wanted star power, but because of, if they only cast big stars and then they're all the big stars are white people, then it never gives any minorities a chance to be big stars. Yeah, the, the Japanese actresses yeah.
3: specifically mentioned this. I'm trying to find it in this article, or this interview, and it's pretty long. The... They, they, yeah, they interviewed four different uh, Japanese actresses. Because isn't
2: everybody else it. in the movie Asian?
0: There's a bunch of white people in it.
3: No, they, they pointed out in this interview that there's only two other Asian women in the whole movie, and oh, okay. supposed, it takes yeah. place in Japan, I believe.
1: That's what I was gonna I was gonna say about this because um, getting in, I don't want to take away your topic yet and go to mine, but it, I think what's interesting about the Ghost in the Shell movie is that it still takes place in Japan, but everyone's white. Yeah. Whereas the movie I was gonna talk about is they are Americanizing it completely, and I wonder if that makes a difference for us. Like if we think if we think it's wrong for them to take the Ghost in the Shell characters and make them all white, um, in the the movie I was gonna talk about, Death Note, based off of the manga and then the anime Death Note. Um, they are taking that completely and bringing it to Seattle. Normally, it takes place uh, in, in Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, and everyone in that movie, in the show, I, I mean, is Japanese because it's you know it takes place in Japan. However, the new Netflix original movie they're making, they're actually Americanizing it. So light, the light Yagami, the main character, is becoming Light Turner. He's an American high schooler, and uh, L, I think, is Black and they, they've just taken all of the characters and Americanized them. So it's kind of like what they did with the
0: stupid Dragon Ball Evolution movie. Well, uh, the question is, does that make it okay, though? Like, I Also, the question of Dragon Ball Evolution is, like, Goku was an alien anyway, so was, yeah. is that really whitewash? And, and I, I'm not saying it isn't, because it I, isn't white. It gets down to, like, the fundamental
3: problem is that these are s- specifically pieces of media that are made by a foreign country. And yeah. I guess, like, it's, it's hard to say, like, it's okay to adapt it when we get so few actual, like, authentic adaptations or tr- things to try and, like, bridge the gap. Like, at least Ghost in the Shell tries to still be in Japan and address the the Japanese problem within the movie. Whereas something like Death Note is just erasing it all, but they're like, here's still the same characters, the same plot. It's just, it's
1: just not Japanese anymore. So... I, cause I saw some, ar- I saw a lot of articles ripping into this. They're like, "This is fucking bullshit, whitewashing shit." They actually said, um, "They said, in fact, that it's going to come across as a white supremacist movie because Light being a white guy killing." So, for those of you who don't know, the premise of Death Note is a kid finds a notebook where if you write someone's name in it, they die. And he goes on a power trip and basically says, "Well, I'm going to cleanse the world, and I'm going to write down criminals' names and kill them." And sort of what he what this article is purporting is that this movie is going to turn into a white male kid killing black and brown people in jail because the U.S. prison system. That's kind of a bad guy, though. So I don't think I think that's kind of overreaching it. <laughs> well, uh, that's, uh, that, when I read this article, I'm like I I, I feel like they're overdoing it here. Like yeah. it, I don't think it's going to come across as a white supremacist movie, but maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong because I'm... I I want to address
3: this issue. I think so many people get bogged down in this problem is when you start throwing out like um appellations about things being racist or things being like just sexist and a lot of people take affront to that and it's like to be called like that this problem is racist or sexist isn't the end of the world. It's still something you can sit there and address or something you can accept as like maybe this is racist in this way.
0: That's true. I think it's fault of our side too, because that's a good example where we all agree this is problematic to have a white guy killing all these black people in this movie but uh, to call it racist, that's gonna just turn off like people who just want to watch a good movie. And the, like, if you say it's, it's not, it's not, it's not really fair to have this and that. But if, if you if you if you have people on the left using blanket terms like this movie's racist, uh, that kind of uh, makes it seem like we're we're crying racism at every corner. Yeah. It's, but it's, at it's...
2: the same time, though, I feel like a lot of the problem goes on how we. D- it's a bigger issue of how we discuss racism and in this country at all, where like. There's all those memes of like, uh, of like, I've seen like my racist family members share like, oh, racism sucks, but so does being falsely accused of racism, and like, no, they're equally, they're they're not equal, <laughs> yeah, they're not equal. And I'm like, not saying, I'm not saying, is, I'm, not say, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the. We're less right...
0: If, if I thought we were less right than them, I would not be on... <laughs> You'd be milqueto-centrist yeah. bullshit. No, but, like,
2: the, the thing that kind of put this into a spotlight for me is... There's another podcast called The Adventure Zone, and they had gay characters that died at the end of an arc. And, apparently, that's a trope that I didn't know about either, called Bury Your Gays, where a gay couple <laughs> finds love and then they get killed tragically and apparently that happens all the time they didn't know that either and when it happened their fan base responded by saying like this is actually a really shitty trope that has grounding in a lot of homophobia and they publicly acknowledged it said that's not what we meant to do we're really sorry if that came across we will work better on it in the future and i feel like creators don't do that very often yeah and uh, during
0: it's uh, that's why it's important to point out it's problematic. But um, I I, when people make articles saying this is white supremacist movie, well, well,
1: my question should be then uh, is is it
0: problematic to Americanize this movie at all? I say read my argument for why no. If you think this is problematic, then every single Asian adaptation of any uh, Asian horror movie is problematic because that's why I feel this fits more. People
1: compared it to The Ring too a little bit. How they just it or i thinking of The Ring or The the Grudge. I don't know both of them maybe. Yeah, I think Uh, both. (laughs) They they are. I understand why they would want to make it americanized because they are selling it to an american audience largely yeah. although some of the criticism is uh like an asian asian americans act asian american actors did audition for the role of light and they were told like we we want a white guy for this hmm. could, like couldn't could he have not been an asian
2: american but yeah the thing is like the question is americanizing it seems weird to, to say me, like it. as a question because like there's Asians in America. A lot of
1: yes, them. Yes, but whites are still like 70% of the country. Also,
0: one, uh, one, one thing to back up uh, the argument for having Asians in these roles is can anyone name any uh, Asian actors that became famous in America and not in Asia?
2: I don't know enough about actors. to. T-
3: uh, yeah, I'm going to say my actor knowledge is low. But I
0: know a lot of actors. The only one I can take off off the top of my head is Lucy Liu. And that's the only one I could think of, and I know a lot of Asian. What about actors. the guy who was in community? Uh... Uh, Ken Jeong, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not a good example. That's like can, I, I can go up to maybe five if I strain really hard, but <laughs> five <laughs> over the entire history of Hollywood. Yeah. Like, like uh, if you're not famous, already
2: famous Asian uh, making like if you're not like Jet Li in Asia, uh, Jackie Chan in Asia. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, and the like, we have so many aspiring and talented Asian actors and actresses that aren't given a chance for this yeah, there's, pretty, there's, yeah.
1: they, have no,
0: they have almost literally no presence in Hollywood as well. yeah,
1: and I will say these ca- the actors they did pick for the Death Line movie like, I don't know who they are either so it's not like they're picking like big name people yeah just like, it's not like ScarJo well, is Joe. it
2: Willem Dafoe in
1: it? Willem Dafoe is but he's not one of the ones we were talking about because he, he's going to voice yeah. uh, uh, probably a CGI character Um, they,
3: the the Japanese actresses from this article mentioned that there's uh, Keiko Ajina and she... Oh, I just lost my spot. <laughs> Sorry, Sly. I know that you're going to have to edit this out. Don't uh, edit it. Show how uh,
1: much of a fool he is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your buffoonery
1: is exposed.
3: She mentions like that she plays a lot of, like psychic best friend doctor uh, character. So she says, as a fan, as a human Asian American, I want to see that star like the, the lead role of... Ghost in the Shell going to an Asian American. She wants to see that star being born. That was the part that hurt. This is the, such a star-making vehicle, and they can find people. They found like the the girl that played Moana, or that voiced Moana. You know, she's a a native-born Pacific Islander, and she said mm. they they found some other guy for uh, to star in Crazy Rich Asians. So like they can find those stars and make them. It's just that they keep going with like more safe picks or more standard picks.
0: I find the movie overall bullshit. That the fact that there's very few Asian actor, that there's so, so many white actors in it in general. But if it was just Scarlett Johansson, I would understand it more because yeah, uh, they could uh, promote new actresses. But here's one thing that's very true about Hollywood too: there's not that many female-led action movies in general. Like,
2: and all yeah. of them start Scarlett Johansson yeah
0: and the only ones that aren't are uh, either Scarlett Johansson or Mila Jovovich or Kate Beckinsale that's it but like, that's then true.
3: again you're, you're sitting there and you're being like yeah but there's not a lot of this so it's like not that big of a deal uh, yeah
0: but but like uh, here's the thing we could, uh, they could promote more female-led action movies or they could promote more Asian-led action movies so like uh, I can not stand like they're already taking a risk already and like overall I, I think it's bullshit because they didn't have any agents to compensate for more Asians to compensate for it. But, like, if it was just Carl Johansson, I would I would kind of, for, not forgive him, but, like, it, I would stand him more because they're already taking a risk doing something that Hollywood already hates doing anyway, making a female-led action movie. And
1: I will say there are people out there, I never understood this, but they're like, oh, did you hear that new movie coming out? Uh, this guy is in it. I want to see it. Yeah. And I'm like, what is it about? And they're like, I don't know, but this guy. And I'm like, I've, I've never seen a movie that way where I'm like, oh, I want to see it for this action. But there are a ton of people yeah. who, who go to see a movie for a person.
3: Yeah, it's true. We talked about that in the big short episode. Uh,
0: yeah. Until so the modern sure. day, that was the prominent way uh, people would make uh, like a, a reliable uh, film where you would say, like this movie has Will Smith in it. It's definitely going to be a smash hit. Now... We've shifted more towards franchises now. That's how you yeah. guarantee, uh, you know, get your money, get your money back. But uh, there's still a huge amount of people that have that, that mindset that the actors what drive them to the movie do
2: you think we're moving past that because yeah, like, definitely. when you have a movie like Get Out which was like a mm. first time director writer in Jordan Peele that like yeah a lot of people know Jordan Peele but he's not like a huge huge name yet or he's not
0: known for the
2: yeah, Get yeah he's out. not known especially for like horror movies and like I didn't see Get Out yet you did like ca- get out I hear it's amazing
3: you should yeah, I, didn't see, I, I didn't see it really love that movie And That's like, a cool and the, movie
2: ca- are there any major actors in it
3: the one of the guys is from Black Mirror. <laughs> oh really? But like, yeah. they're all
1: minor but actors.
2: But <laughs> across yeah. the board, it's not something that you would expect to be a huge hit, but it was because it's great. Mhm. Like mm-hmm. and I feel like we're seeing a lot more like everybody thought La La Land was going to win the Oscar and it went to Moonlight instead.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like I feel like we're seeing more, but at the same time I feel like we're only seeing this because people are pushing for it so hard. Yeah,
3: we are pushing Yeah, it, it was only a few years ago that it was the Oscars. Yeah. So white,
0: hashtag. I think that
2: was, on. like, two years ago.
0: Yeah, That's, that's probably why it's, well, uh, it's... probably better to get mad at these tropes than not to, because uh, Hollywood's not... They're like, kind of like politicians. Like, Hollywood's not going to bend. We have to make him bend. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like we have to say, like, we want more of you. Cause, like, they, I mean, been, they're, they're doing what sells, and yeah. if
1: we keep saying it's fine that you do this... Yeah, just like
0: politicians, they care about what's safe. Like, people yeah. hate the term politically correct, but the term politically correct... Political correctness became popular because... Of big businesses trying to be safe to all markets, like that's what businesses want to do. They want they want markets to make people as, as they can, and if like if we piss off market base by doing something that could be easily changed, like having more Asians in their movies, they'll do it. Yeah, uh, with adaptations, I think uh, uh, we talked about how adaptations being.
2: F- Faithful to the source Adaptations of Adaptations be crazy, right?
0: Yeah. Because like we're talk- right now we're talking about, like uh, if they're making an adaptation and it's a minority in their central role, be faithful to it and have that minority in central role. But here's another uh, aspect to the quandary. Uh, a lot of uh, traditionally American culture uh, material is a bunch of white guys standing around doing stuff. and uh, f- No, the white
1: guys are doing stuff and then everyone else is standing around.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so um, that creates problems with like the new diversity pushes because now you want to adapt to something, but then you have so few white characters in it. So uh, the question is, do you change them to be more uh, to be to be to minorities or not? And this is where I start having some some questions. Uh, so the topic I'm talking about is about George Takei. Last year, he talked about uh, when. They announced so if you don't
2: know George Takei he played Sulu in the original yeah. I think it's Takai, but whatever. Know, whatever. No, he... It's Takei. He
0: says it's okay to be Takei. At, oh, okay. Like, as,
2: as right. a joke. So right. uh, exactly. come on, learn your
1: Japanese pronunciation. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Takei. He
2: played uh, Sulu in the original 60s Star Trek.
0: Yeah, and so in he's modern He's also a
2: big uh gay and Japanese activist. Yeah. And the modern movies, he's 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 one he's
0: one of the few uh, American Japanese actors I can list but uh um, ah see the numbers he's growing. so
1: American his family his family was interned in World War II he's that yeah. American yeah that's sure. what I
2: mean is that's why he's such a Japanese activist because he he actually wrote a Broadway play about internment and he is always championing gay rights yeah so he's a he's a
0: pretty big LGBT yeah. Uh, guy,
2: and that's why
0: um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I felt just like now. You know how racism, uh, uh, like Chris Rock saying the N word, N-word, then they feel justified doing that. So now, since George Sulu is bringing up LGBT, uh, <laughs> this question of LGBT changing in movies, I'm going to uh, use him as my defense. You know, I think Chris
3: Rock specifically said, like, he regrets. Yeah, he did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I'm not using him as a shield, but I, 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 that's why I want to bring it up because uh, the fact that he has a problem with it means maybe it's worth discussing at least. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Sure. Uh, in the movies, uh, uh, Sulu played by uh, Howard or Howard from the Howard and Kumar movies. His name uh, Harold? Harold. Harold. Yeah, oh, Howard. Howard, from the- <laughs> <laughs> Howard and Howard him. and Kumar. This guy is out of touch. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched him like fucking like what ten years ago. I don't yeah, me but um, so that, that uh, and those movies are kind of like a reboot, quasi reboot. Like they they still. Exist in Star Trek. There's universe. shenanigans,
2: but view it as a reboot.
0: Yeah, but but like but like it's still technically the same characters, but uh, the timeline split to create a new alternate. Oh reality. Oh my
3: god, our audiences are falling asleep listening to Star Trek alternate universes. <laughs> okay,
0: but, anyway, but it's important to establish this because it is the same characters but an alternate universe, so uh, they they they're not released. Star Trek Beyond and Simon Pegg, the writer of Star Trek Beyond, is like, I'm going to make Sulu gay to increase diversity. And to, in he numbers. said
2: he wanted to do it to, like, honor George Takei.
0: Yeah, and George Takei was not really honored. He said, um, he, said uh, he was always pushing for a gay character in Star Trek because Star Trek was always a very uh, progressive uh, series. That's one reason why I like it. It was one, it, in the original series in the 60s, they talked about the Vietnam War, they talked about civil rights.
2: They had the first interracial kiss, right? Yeah, and
0: that's why, that's actually yeah. the reason why, um, because uh, Sulu actually went to Roddenberry at a pool party and said, like, can we have a gay character finally? And so that would mean a lot. Uh, and Roddenberry, after the kiss, because NBC affiliates in the South refused to air that kiss, their ratings started to plummet. And uh, Roddenberry says no, we can't risk it. I would love to, like, uh, according to Kay, to Kay, Roddenberry is a huge LGBT supporter too. But uh, according to, but Roddenberry said like we can't risk it. Like we really took such a risk with the with all the racial st- stuff we're doing. We, we, we'll, and the show did get canceled like a season later. So their suspicions were confirmed that mm-hmm. uh, American Heights weren't right for it. So for a long time there was um, no major LGBT character in Star Trek. And uh, so Takei wanted it, but when they released re- re- revealed that it was Sulu, he was upset because he said, Yeah, I wanted a gay character, but Sulu is a straight character. Uh Roddenberry, imagine him as a straight character. He had a daughter. Uh and 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 he says like uh Roddenberry put so much characters, characters, like he named uh, Sulu Sulu specifically after the Sulu Sea, Uh because it's in the uh let me see. Uh, sorry, I'm doing plenty of Daryl here. <laughs> it was named after the Sulu Sea off the coast of the Philippines, and Roddenberry purposely named him that, so that it makes this Asian nationality indeterminate, so people wouldn't be like, oh, he's obviously an Asian, uh, a Chinese guy or whatever. Okay. And, um, he, but he, and he's called, uh, changing him to be gay character, a twisting of genes creation. And he said, why don't you make a new gay character, and instead of implying this long-term character's been around for, for 40 years or whatever, has been in the the entire time because, like I said, it's the same characters but a different timeline. So that implies but it's that Sulu
3: an alternate universe, then
0: yeah, but it's still the same character. Like that Sulu, like either you're, like Sulu became gay in this alternate timeline, so that implies it's a choice, or he was in the Klaus in, in the original timeline.
2: I think that's. Looking too far into it. I don't. I don't, and I, <laughs> oh my God. I, that's why I,
0: and I don't. Two, two reasons why I don't think that's looking too much into it. First of all, Take brings it, so again, my shield. Uh, <laughs> but also, uh, it's going to go to my seg- the second character I have a beef with. But I, I off, agree with you on
2: the second character
0: to finish off Sulu, though. Yeah, but that's because you're personally invested in that one. Yeah, that's anyway, too good. we'll that's get that's
2: to a, it. No, I just think alternate universes are always totally bonkers and different.
0: Yeah, but but I agree with Sulu in principle. Uh, oh, I agree with Take <laughs> in principle. That uh, it's better to have a new character and make him a gay character rather than change the previous character and reveal, that, uh, reveal him to be gay. Like, make make another character in something he's not. Like, fundamentally was not conceived as being and isn't.
2: Yeah. The only problem is fans don't fucking give a shit about new characters and are, like, super resistant to them.
0: Yet
3: again, and unless it's specifically like... It, it's not... Kate's character Anymore And I don't think It's Roddenberry's Character anymore It's Peg's Interpretation of the Character right
0: Yeah that's, that's The argument we can like, make
3: he, Here's the thing Yeah it's like If they wanted to make Batman gay It's like well This isn't The classic bat, Like I'm But then again I'm I'm a big SJW So like I'm fine If you want to do this As long as But like, it
0: fundamentally Changes the character uh, Especially Batman If Batman uh, Was gay it, Yeah It would change fundamentally change the character Because then you can't Have the Kyle You can't have Catwoman. You can't have, have that. Have... It's
3: just they're not going to be sleeping together anymore.
0: But then that changes a lot of their relationship. It changes it does, their it, it fundamentally does change the dynamic. That yeah, but
3: here's to the, the thing, thing about me is I think that could be interesting.
0: It could be, but then, um, you, but then if you're making that like the main universe, like now the main universe is that uh, Batman and Cameron are no longer relationship because Batman is gay now. That's gonna if you if you're a person who likes Batman and want to see. Certain aspects of Batman, like the batman camera relationship, and you're not... And like, what if feel... you want
3: to see Batman start dating a guy? What if you're one of you those can, people? You can find that on the internet. You can find <laughs> that, yeah. Okay, what if you no. want to find an officially published comic of that? You have literally zero choices, but if you're a straight guy looking for Batman to date a woman, think how many comics you can choose from. But why, why does it have to be Batman, though? Like, couldn't Why not Batman? Find...
0: You can make a character that's just a constant a gay Batman and make that an original yeah, character. Yeah, his
2: is Midnighter. Or <laughs> yeah, Midnight. <Midnighter>, and actually,
0: <laughs> shoot there is actually a gay Batman in DC now called Midnighter who is a gay Batman that's like the whole thing why not use him okay well like, yeah and, you can do that I'm just like I feel like you're posting off the success of an established brand and, and uh, now you're just f- fucking around the concept just use an offshoot of cause it then, or, cause then
1: uh, I'm not like you could really take that forever then and be like yeah. well it's Batman but his parents didn't get killed or it's Batman but, but he okay, here's the thing is yeah you could You could. The thing
2: that, the thing that I'm really torn on here is, I, like there are uh, there's a whole line of DC alternate universe stories where there's like what if Batman was this, what if Batman was that, and like I think that that's the place to explore these alternate universe things. But at the same time, I was reading a tweet today in response to this kind of argument where somebody was saying, Oh great. So every time it's diversity, it's experimental and different and but don't worry, it'll go back to the normal straight white thing soon.
0: But if it it's part of that character's identity to like Dave Cowellman as that an example. Yeah, Megan I I That I is experimentation. With... That's experimentation that character. Yeah. Like you can say you can, like that's I feel like that's S C W being offended again. Like the white hall, white supremacy argument. Like uh, you, as a broad stroke we should have more gay characters but you can't say a character that was never gay for 40 years being gay that is an experiment with that character.
2: Yeah, that's fair. That's Yeah,
1: it, fair. if you want to have characters represented of different um, sexual orientations and and everything else like th- I do think that you could just make new characters because it, it, is, it is always going to be like Batman plus this new thing.
0: Yeah. And to argue uh, Ryan's point th- there is a uh, backlash against new characters being interjected into... Because, uh, like, in Star Trek Beyond, they also even interjected a new female character because the only female character in the original crew was Uhura. And I I liked that addition. I can imagine, like, people being like, oh, fuck, this H. W. Bush another female. Yeah, there's
3: a lot of people that get upset when you try and introduce something into... That's
2: game. what I was saying before is, like... A lot of nerddom and fandom are so resistant to new characters and any okay. changes. But they're
1: gonna be—they're gonna be mad no matter those what. those people are gonna be fine with Batman being gay.
0: Okay, there's like people in the middle like me who are open to to new that more and more diversity. Like uh, like Star Wars is an example. Like uh, I'm I'm I loved having Finn and Rey, a uh, new new, uh, new kick-ass female hero. Uh, finally, um, a main black guy that's not a, kind of uh, secondary like Lando. Yeah, he's not yeah, just comedic relief. Yeah, and people people were like this is white genocide that they're replacing, all. <laughs> but like yeah. uh, they were always going to be mad no matter what if they made That's fucking true. Luke black. Like, I, but I'm in the middle and I'm happy with Finn and Ray being introduced. Like, so yeah. am I. So am I.
2: I. think this is the best time for me to just bring in the latest Marvel controversy because it, it really ties into this really well. Yeah. So if you listen to our other podcast, divisive issues, we've talked a lot about like the big status quo shifts and how they sometimes can make the universe shitty. Sometimes they work. And recently, uh, David Gabriel, the vice president of Marvel, was at a conference with uh, all sales retailers. So it wasn't like a convention with fans. It was with comic shop owners. And he started talking about how diversity is killing sales. And he said, like, here's some quotes where he said, what we heard was that people didn't want any more diversity. I don't know that that's really true, but that's what we saw in sales. And... We should also explain that Marvel hasn't really put like if you watch divisive issues, you might even you notice
0: already. Listen, watch. But if you, look, I don't know. <laughs> see going I see watch on principle from that one, just because my always points it out. mean, they, maybe they're watching you record. Right <laughs> exactly. Now. Yeah, they're, they're actually watching from my bedroom right now as I record. Yeah, you gotta but,
3: put a blanket over those Samsung TVs or whatever.
0: Yeah. So uh, as um, as we mentioned, in divisive issues, uh, Marvel, uh, a lot of the the main Marvel cast members have all become minorities. Thor got replaced by uh, Jane Foster, a woman. A woman. (laughs) And uh, um, Captain America got replaced by uh, Sam Wilson, who's the Falcon in the movies.
3: Wolverine replaced by X-23.
2: X-23,
0: yes. Uh, Laura in the Logan movie.
2: Yeah, but at the... So they've done the replacement, but they've also done a big push of new characters. Like Miss Marvel, who is a... She's a young Muslim teen... And she's like one of their biggest successes right now. There's uh, like Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are pretty new. Hellcat and Gwenpool and there's a lot. There's a big push for a lot of female characters that are unique and new and really interesting, and they sell pretty well. But he did say so. Gabriel went on to say some things like. We've gone through a period where in pop culture as a whole, and you guys notice that as much as we do, there's been this massive discussion about inclusion and diversity. It was a massive theme at the Academy Awards, it swept through our culture through Disney and everything. We were mindful of that. But Marvel is not about politics. We're about telling stories about the world. I think we are an extension of what Stan Lee did. When I look at what we're going we're looking to do, we're looking to tell stories that matter in this time. That's the most important thing. So, he's saying like we don't do politics. We diver- uh, diversity is important, but, like, you know, we just want to do what Stanley did. And for the record, Stanley brought in a lot of politics more so than anybody else at the time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when I heard that. And he did, he went on. This is, I don't have this direct quote in the interview in front of me, but he basically said, like, at the end of the day, all I care about is sales, and diversity is not helping sales. This isn't what fans <laughs> want. And. <sighs> The writer of *Miss Marvel went on to point out – she did a blog post on her her, uh, website and went on to say that, you know, all these articles are talking about how diversity doesn't work and they put my book at the top and it is on – it's had four different books that are on the top of the New York Times bestseller list. It won a Hugo Award and uh, as much as you wish that it wasn't selling, it does a lot. And if you look in trade paperback sales and online sales – they the diverse books like Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur and Miss Marvel are at the top of these digital sales and she goes on to basically point out that maybe it's the community that has the problem and not the sales and they're just scapegoating it and also
0: they're looking at the uh, when the targets like comic book stores maybe they're looking at the traditional uh, sales of, yeah just like the traditional markets and the because you know, people who go to comic book stores are usually like the fat white nerdy cliche stereotypes yeah
2: that like host podcasts you know <clears throat> yeah
0: and and um, not the diverse audience that uh, might read a digital release. Yeah, and yeah. that's
2: I bring this up because Marvel basically is trying it both ways, and they've found that, with the exception of Thor, because Thor sells really well, the vast majority of the new and creative and original characters that they've brought have shown a lot stronger sales than the just like, what if Captain America was black now? Or like, yeah. and even though like you hear a lot of complaints on the internet and from fans about like you can't just keep changing these can't we don't want these new characters we want the old new cha- the old characters that look the way they are it seems like when there's a good idea and it's not editorially forced it works and yeah. she goes on to say that the reason why miss marvel works is cuz it wasn't supposed to be a big drastic creative like a big drastic push it was supposed to be a 10 issue series that they didn't think would sell well but they thought they had a good story to sell and now it's, it's Marvel's arguably like most spotlighted lighted book Spot yeah. lit, I guess. And the reason why I push this in is because I want to segue back to the character that Sly was going to mention about before, Iceman. But yeah. there's, I think, readers and fans and audiences. Obviously, there's always going to be people that really, really want diversity no matter what. And there's people that really, really don't no matter what. But generally, I find that fans can tell the difference between when it's natural or when it's super shoehorned and pushed. So can I put you by Iceman real quick? Yes. Cause, cause, so, so Iceman has been a character since 1963. Yes, yeah, around that and time. And he's always been just a boring, straight, white guy.
0: Yeah. According uh, uh, to Ryan, Ryan doesn't really like Iceman. I'm I much. don't like him very much. Yeah, but i of be, be, like, be like Iceman. I, uh, I'm i not a huge Iceman fan, but I... I Whatever. <laughs> People who
1: like Human Torch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Iceman's way better than Human Torch, but anyway. I'll agree with that. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, recently they made Iceman Game. And this is why I brought up George Takei Another side was because we're talking about timelines and stuff like that. Getting into Weird comic History, uh, Iceman's traveling from 1960 to the present. They brought he, in
2: the young teen Iceman to yeah. the co- current day where regular Iceman exists. And because yeah. both of them just look like guys made out of ice, it's impossible to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, uh, so you have teen
0: Iceman from the 60s and regular Iceman as an adult together. And, this is where that question of time has become more relevant because you could say, oh, uh, Sully, you're just implying that, that uh, it might be a choice or it might be closeted, but you no, there's bad life saying it was it was a closeting right here because uh, what happens is uh, teen, uh, Jean Grey, uh, because of the story arc, her powers expand and she starts reading minds more efficiently than she was meant to at her age and she reads Iceman's mind and she says, wow, well, wow, well, Bobby, you're super gay. And there's a problem, first of all, because uh, they did, I know what he did. They want to make
2: it like it's, there's no uh, question of whether it's bisexuality or anything. It's him being, being super gay. But she, so says, she outs him. <laughs> she outs him in the group. And he's like, I'm not really comfortable with this. And she's like, too bad. Let everyone know. Or I'll tell them. And Iceman is like, well,
0: maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm just kind of buying Like, No, you're super gay. Fans, shut up. Iceman is super gay. And Because fans pointed out, Iceman has had a lot of relationships. Yeah. Here's a weird thing because you could now they, they talked to the older Iceman and then they read his mind too and, and, said, and young Iceman and Jean Grey talked to the old Iceman and said Bobby you're gay accept it and accept that all the women you ever loved their beards and you were always just trying to f- hide the fact that you're gay and this is what pissed me off because uh, his character existed for forty years he's had plenty of relationships like it's
2: also everything surrounding it is terrible because he was yeah. bullied to come out he was yeah. outed in front of his family without any uh any like question of what he wanted to do and bi erasure is a real problem yeah. where so many people are convinced that bisexuality doesn't exist and you're either gay or straight and that's i think bi people are probably less represented in fiction than anybody yeah and but 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 even if we're moving that, that
0: whole quagmire because ben is fucked that up entirely <laughs> even moving away from that quagmire because like that it changes all those stories like a big story is he dates an asian woman and we reveal Iceman's father. Iceman's father turns out to be a bigot, and he's like, I can't have my son dating his Asian chick, uh, and uh, he's a complete bigot. And uh, that whole story is completely different because, like, because like now, why would Iceman date? And he reveals like Iceman date problematic women all the time for his father, and he never gave a shit. So like he was he, he was fine dating an Asian women in front his dad, but now uh, he was gay. He, he used to be it gay in front of his dad. It just complicates everything a lot. Yeah. And like and then, and then that makes that whole story seems like you're giving me that the whole question of interracial dating. That whole story arc is made null because Ben Ben's probably never read it, so he didn't give a shit about <laughs> any of the history. So like, I it, just I hate it. I hate everything about it. I hate the fact that it's it's just like this. Whole time his character history was erased just because Ben just wanted to push diversity very cheaply by making a character existed for forty years to begin. And
2: like the thing is, there are better ways to do it. Like I just read Peter David's X Factor, where he has a character that. Has not like Iceman where his his relationships have mattered, but a character that was never gay before,
0: never sexual, really. Never, he never really
2: just... sexual. He was pretty asexual, and he slowly hints that like he's getting more comfortable with his team. So he starts like cracking jokes about his sexuality, and it becomes like a question about it. And then when he comes out, it's like a big deal. And he won a Glad Award for this book because like it talk it shows the struggle that he goes through being an outsider in a group of outsiders c- coming to terms with the sexuality and letting his team accept him and like you can take a character and change things about them in a way that's nuanced and interesting without just having a character bully him and be like don't worry about all, all that other stuff you're super gay the, those characters didn't have
0: uh, that era, era aspect of the character ever defined really like-
2: it wasn't change it was really just kind of fleshing out something that was never explicitly talked about yeah. and the only reason why people like I think if, if a character does not have their sexuality part of their character and you make them gay, I use the term loosely, that really only comes... You only really can view it as a change from a heteronormative perspective.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: assuming they're straight because they're not gay is pretty problematic.
0: Yeah, but I hate the, I hate the idea of changing gay, a straight character to be gay just to make a, a gay character on the team. Uh, what do you guys think?
2: I, I think there's ways to do it that are nuanced and... Like, you have to pick characters that are from... That are not... Their heterosexuality is not a part of their character. Or make them bisexual. Bisexual,
0: yeah. Daryl and Phil, what do you guys think?
1: I agree some of it's going to be pretty boring. I don't think you should change characters that in that way. Uh, alternate universe stuff, I guess, is fine. Um, or make a new character. Yeah. just seems weird to say, like, you've been gay this whole time secretly. I, I, I just don't like the idea of it. I mean, unless unless, like... The character is planned that way and you want to have a guy who grew up to old age or to, uh, like, an adult not accepting himself.
2: Yeah, if somebody wrote... If Bendis wrote Iceman for 50 years, okay. (laughs) Or
1: even, you know, that makes more sense, but, like, this is... Kind of a problem I always have with comics, where it's like you have ninety nine writers for this character. They're always going to go through fucked up stuff. Ninety nine problems, but retcon ain't one. Retcon's <laughs> uh, uh, the main one. Yeah. Daryl, what do you think? I'm,
3: I'm fine with it. I mean, it, it 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 does depend on how it's written and everything, but like I'm just I'm never against. Especially comics are really weird because it's such a long standing. Has to like keep going on forever. As, essentially, at least, at, least
0: the way, at least the way they're doing, because like they, they could. Have characters retire? Like they have, ca- had to retire his characters, but he never retired the mo- most popular ones. Yeah,
2: because everybody loves Iceman. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Iceman, they think he retired, but uh, even, the- but he retired okay. he became an accountant. But yeah, he- Iceman's
2: he- so boring when he retired. He became an accountant. But like here's to, to a counterpoint that could be because his dad was
0: such a strict asshole that ma- that made him want because because in the story where about his dad, uh, it turns out his dad always said Iceman, don't follow your dreams, don't don't make fucking sandcastles all the time. And that's why I actually never explored his fucking powers either, because he's always like, I gotta focus on uh, living my day-to-day life with my dad's settings, huh?
3: But see, the stuff we're talking about is still, like, it's still technically alternate universe stuff. If Even if you're saying it's, like, it's still the same person from this timeline, it's just that they jump over to our universe. It's, like,
2: it's... It's, also, it's all the universe stuff now, because Marvel has changed so many characters that it feels like not alternate universe. It's not supposed to be an alternate universe, because then they're, like, they go to adult Bobby, and they're, like, so that means you're gay, right? Yeah. And, like, they, like, bully him into coming out, too. Is he gay? I thought he wasn't gay. I was expecting maybe. Uh, they're doing, like, this, this is not really the real Bobby. From our time, maybe it's all in the reality, Bobby. But no. I'm pretty sure that Bendis was like, oh, adult Bobby is straight, and young Bobby is gay, and then the next writer to take over was like, no, that's stupid. They no, it was to... Bendis. It, it, was, it was the last
0: issue of his run. Oh, was it? Because I think Bendis wanted to make it as clear as possible. The Iceman's gay now forever. He always was gay. But I, I'm just... I think it's lazy, either way. I think it's lazy if you make... I,
2: I also think it's lazy. Because you're basically like, I want a high-profile gay character, but instead of creating a well-rounded, nuanced character who has his sexuality as part of his character. I'm just going to take somebody else's work at building up a character and tack on what I, the trait that I want that doesn't necessarily represent the character.
0: It's kind of tokenism. Like, we need to get a get character, we're going fill to the, fill, the fill the requirement and just make a character gay. Like It's, it's kind of like tokenism in a sense. In my opinion
3: i mean it depends on how you write the story or what you yeah. want to do with that because again like a lot of stories are it's you looking at something through a specific lens and adding new stuff to it is okay with me i don't know why adding minority attributes attributes to them is suddenly it's like now we're looking at this like the wrong way or is it is it because there's like a big push for it that a lot of people are feeling like they need to be defensive
2: the main thing with iceman is he even says like am i bi and they're like no you're not allowed to be also, you're, you're saying, like, Daryl, like, I don't see what's a big deal with this. I want to clarify. I have, I'm a nerd. I get problems when they change, changes to characters in general. So. Sly hates the X-Men movies because Hugh Jackman is too tall. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I think I'm coming, I think I'm coming from the perspective where, like, as long, like, I'm fine with any artist's take on something. Like, if you want to look back in mythology and be like, what if these characters were gay or portraying that way? Like, I'm okay with that. And, and I don't know why I would block it off on mythology, but, like, comics are, like, that's too far. Like, Batman's a straight man. It's like, he is technically a straight man, but I'm not gonna thumb my nose if he's suddenly
2: gay. I mean, at the end of the day, none of these people exist, so... Yeah, yeah and I
1: understand your perspective there, because, like, I know, especially, you like just, like, interesting premise stuff, like, what if this was this, and what if, like, like... But isn't it only that...
2: interesting because of the status quo? Like, if it's an interesting change, what if this was this... Isn't that only interesting if that's different than the normal? Yeah. So, like, by just attributing all these traits willy-nilly to everybody in the main universe, isn't that no longer interesting?
3: Well, yeah, if everyone was gay, you wouldn't, like, gay would no longer be unique in and of itself. Yeah. But but that's, that's, that's not what's happening.
2: <laughs> yeah, when I'm saying normal, I'm using it in, like, the fandom semi... I don't mean, like, it's normal to be straight. Normal for that character. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to avoid talk of hetero and white normity. Not to drag this out uh, further, but this is,
0: a, this is a core struggle I've had for a while. And the, the Sulu-Takai uh, argument made it relevant for me again because I, I downplayed it. I took the kind of pessimistic approach that, well, Ryan said, like, none of these characters exist. Why is it a big deal? So, like, the, none of these characters, like, we can do whatever we want them. Nothing really matters about them. But, like, uh... So, and that that kind of feels very pessim, like it kind of downplays like the, imp- the importance the characters have to certain people, and like you might say they should have that importance, and then that I don't that's feel true. I
3: am coming from it from more of like a detached standpoint where I look at like artistically like that's fine with me, but there are some people that do like really closely identify with it, and if they lose something like the sexuality they identify with with that character, it can they can be more attached yeah,
2: and one thing yeah. like. As someone who loves comic books and is always pushing comic books on everybody. It's very apparent to me immediately. The difference that like, when I give, when I give my fiance books to read, it's like, she'll be like, Oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. This is pretty good. As soon as it's like a sassy female lead, it's like, this is my favorite thing. And like, cause she sees so much of herself in them. And like, it's, I think that it's so clear when you have fans that are not straight white guys and, How quickly they gravitate towards characters that represent them, and that Mm -hmm. is in all medium. Like I don't think it's an accident. The characters like Miss Marvel are really, really popular. And uh, one of the things that the writer of Miss Marvel, G Willow Wilson, said was she said I created a character in Miss Marvel that was a Muslim teen girl that you know, was struggling to fit in, in a world that doesn't really accept her. And she said, what I didn't realize was that the anxieties felt by young Muslims are also felt by young Mormons and evangelicals and Orthodox Jews and others. And especially in this world that we have now, like a disenfranchised character because of their religion or because of their sexuality or whatever, it doesn't have to perfectly represent you to find a piece of you in them. And like, just because a character is black doesn't mean I can't relate to them anymore. And, like, I don't see why so many fans get so defensive that, like, no, everybody has to be white. I get why they change—I get why people get mad when they change characters that they love to be different and to and like, especially when it's poorly handled, like, in the Iceman case. But, like, I have no problem reading and loving and relating to characters that are totally different than me because we're all fucking human beings that have similar feelings. Like, I I rarely care about race changes uh, that much. But my stuff usually
0: boils down to uh, how much how much that might ref- reflect the character. Like I hate uh, Samuel Jackson Nick Fury only not because he's black. Uh, <laughs> I'm not racist. I'm not racist, guys. But, but the reason why I hate it uh, is because the changes that happen along with it, and I understand why. Black, uh, Samuel Jackson Nick Fury is how he looks like in the Ultimate Universe. The Ultimate Universe. Version of the Fury I fucking hate because they took away his entire World War II backstory, took away the relatability of the character. Now he's purely the manipulative super spy aspect of the character. So I hate that. I hate that, and it's a character reason why I hate why I hate it. And like if he was black and acted like the original Nick Fury, I would be fine with it. Like it's
2: it's when you start changing aspects other aspects of the character that's when I really start. Getting- yeah, like I even though the new Fantastic Four movie was a pile of shit, like <laughs> it didn't matter that. The Human Torch was black at all. It made no change to the character whatsoever, and like he did a great job with it. And the people got mad at that, and I don't understand why. Yeah, I think I
3: I get defensive over or defensive defensive over the diversity stuff just because of instances like that where it's like you see a, a big backlash to it, and that's why I'm sitting here saying like I don't know what. The problem is like the problem with that movie is it was it was terrible. It wasn't that he was black. It's that yeah. he was like a poorly written character and everything. That's my instance with everything. Like I'm not against it as up uh, on like principle. I'm against it when it comes down to the execution, like how yeah. you handle this. I mean, there are some like crazy things you could do that it would make the story like bad. Like if Batman was a. Uh, uh washing machine or something like that That, yeah that's probably gonna end up maybe not being a well-written story no matter who you attach to it i mean it could be challenge accepted uh banjo kazooie
2: (laughs) lets you turn into a washing machine and it's flawless so
3: but but there are some things like uh, it's hard to go back to this point but if you want to make batman gay where it could make an interesting story
2: oh yeah i also i also
3: want to recognize for clarification that i do realize it does erase like his uh like Sly was pointing out, his heterosexual nature or history, and that is important in its own way too. Yeah. Like I don't want to be like, let's you know, get rid of all whites and get rid of all straights and get rid yeah. of all cis people.
0: I think I think uh, for me, uh, in a lot of ways, like most issues, it's true. For somewhere in the middle, I'm a centrist, but uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but uh, a lot of cases, there's always two extremes where one is that it's always bullshit whenever they change races, and one is. That uh, doesn't matter at all. you can be detached from it entirely. And fuck around with any character, and you can have them be the character name only. and It, it works just fine. I'm kind of in the middle where I like diversity. You can che- some char- some changes don't matter. Like some uh, changes, ca- a lot of characters can be made black. Wouldn't make a huge difference, but it might make it might uh, help black audiences identify that character more. When whereas that character really had not that much identity in terms of race beforehand anyway. But uh, and so like. Uh, when it changes a character, that's when I have a beef with it.
2: I think the thing that makes it so tough is any change you make, it should be, like, for a reason so it doesn't feel tokenism, but yeah. you don't want the whole reason to be, like, look at how gay this character is. Or, like, you don't want to turn them into a stereotype where, yeah. like, the only thing that makes them a character is, like... Like, we see that a lot in sitcoms in the 90s where there's, like... There's an episode where there's a gay character uh, and yeah. the whole He's thing. He's gay? Is like, look how gay this guy is and he has no other characteristic. One
0: counter example to your Johnny Storm argument is both Johnny Storm and uh, Ryan's favorite character, Wally West, The Flash, were made black on uh, on their movie film, TV adaptations and for some reason they both are race car drivers.
2: <laughs> is
3: that a black <laughs> stereotype? No. Uh, Probably like the thrill seeker.
2: Yeah, I just found it funny. I don't know. But, uh... Like, I think it, it, you have to walk that really tough line of do it for a reason, but not have your character be just that thing. Yeah, yeah I
3: think, again, no matter what color or uh, pre- sexual preference or gender, the character we're looking at, we just want them to be w- well-written.
2: Yeah, and at the end of the day, that's, you know... And that's I mean, the biggest problem with Iceman's story, because it wasn't well written. Yeah, that's the problem.
3: Like, if the Death Note movie's fine, like, if it's really good, I think a lot of people can overlook the fact that all the characters are made white.
0: Yeah. And if it makes people uh, like Death Note, maybe check out the anime, Uh, that's also a boon. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
2: definitely. Cool. All right, so that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. got. (laughs) That's all. (laughs) I would... I I definitely want to continue this conversation in the Facebook group. And... uh, Because there's some things that, like... Uh, I know one of our listeners, John, mentioned that like we didn't get to, but it's I definitely want to keep it going. So join us in the Upside Talk Politics Facebook group, and as always, subscribe on iTunes, and you should tell your friends about it because. Most of our new listeners have come from just friends adding their friends to the Facebook group because they want they have friends that like to talk about politics, and I think that's the best way to get the show to spread is just tell your friends like, hey, I like this podcast, you should give it a shot. Warning: it's it was sports by genocide. So we don't, have, we don't <laughs> have guys like that guy who quit over this argument. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you should also check out the Comrade Radio Network. I want to plug Classic Schmastic today because they just, they did Invasion USA and they're not a political show, but there's some things in that movie that could definitely be applied today. <laughs> and uh, they're taking a break for before they do a big summer release, so you should check them out now and now's a good time to get caught up. So you can check them out and all the other shows at commentradio.com. That's been our podcast. Thank you all for listening. I've been a George the K-Shield. I've been uh, the super normalization of hetero and white culture. I've
1: been an Americanized but only white American show. And I
3: am now canonically black.
0: let we'll that? end of the podcast.
3: Did you almost say stay in continuity?
0: <laughs> yeah. I will say end the continuity.
2: Radio.com, independent
1: podcasting network.